teacher came into my private breakout room and was like, are you on that podcast, Rice and Shine? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I listened to that episode about online learning. And I was like, what? And it turns out a lot of teachers around Washington State had heard it. They thought it was really useful. Welcome to Radio Survivor. We're here for the love of radio and sound. My name is Jennifer Waits. Hello, everybody. I'm Eric Klein. And today on the show, we are thrilled to be talking to the hosts of the podcast, Rice and Shine, led by four Seattle-area teenagers. This chat-style program provides a glimpse into the lives of ninth graders beginning high school from a distance during a pandemic. Rice and Shine is an incredible time capsule of the current school year as the hosts talk pop culture, discuss the challenges of remote learning, address the horrible uptick in anti-Asian American violence during the COVID-19 outbreak, and share their experiences as Asian American girls. Thanks so much to Lauren, Sophie, Ava, and Grace for joining us on Radio Survivor. Hi, we're so happy to be here. Mm -hmm. So let's just start by talking about your podcast slash radio show, Rice and Shine. Uh, What's the concept of the show? Well, anybody who's listened to one of our episodes knows that we have our famous intro. Uh, We are four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. And yeah, just like you said, we talk about pop culture and we talk about simple things and things we love like K-pop. And sometimes we do address, you know, things happening such as the anti-Asian hate crimes. And that was Grace that we heard with um, answering that question. I'm I wanted to find out also how you all came up with the name for the show, Rice and Shine. Yeah, so we came into this class with like the intention of having a show together. We just never really knew what to name it. And since we're all Asian American, um, we decided to do something, I guess, Asian American related. So I remember I was doing some brainstorming and I was like, guys, what do you think about Rice and Shine? And nobody really reacted. No, first you said rice and we were like, rice has a great sound to it. That's true. That's true. I just said rice at first because it's like something that's common between all of our cultures. Um, But then we were like, if we do a morning show, it could be rice and shine. So, yeah, it was just the best option. Uh, And it just grew on us, I think. And so, like you mentioned, it's a radio show and a podcast. Can you talk about how that works, being a radio show and a podcast? Yeah, so we usually record the day before, and it's the same content on both the KMIH uh, station and between the podcast platforms. Um, we usually edit to up to hour, usually um, record for up to an hour and a half, and then I can edit it down to however long we make it. It can be 20 minutes, it can be an hour, 20 minutes. It just depends on how deep the conversation is and what the concept is. So full disclosure, Eric and I both are parents of ninth graders, and we're also really interested in radio and podcasting. And we hear so many rumors about people of your generation not being interested in radio, but we're also seeing this kind of growing interest in podcasting. So I'm super curious because all of you have come into podcasting through your high school radio station. So How did you even learn that your high school had a radio station and what got you interested in joining up? So actually last year when we were sort of picking classes for the next um, school year, my brother actually suggested that I join the school radio station because he had a friend who was really involved with KMIH and he really loved that class. And I had a few of my mom's friends who actually suggested as well. 
because I think it's a pretty big thing in our school and everyone knows that it's a pretty huge program and it's really reputable. So I think I decided to sign up and then I asked Sophie, Lauren and Grace to join with me. So that was Ava. And and so, yeah, that's really interesting that there was this buzz about your high school radio station and people were telling you to get involved. I think I feel like I've heard this before about parents, maybe Gen X parents, you know, who have a fondness for radio, encouraging their kids to get involved. Did it immediately sound interesting to all of you? I mean, I think radio was a really, really popular um, class to take. And even the middle schoolers knew about it. Um, but for me, when I was in fifth grade, I actually had the chance to tour a news station uh, because we were family friends with one of the anchors there. And um, that's kind of when I got to learn about like broadcasting and news and journalism. So I always in the back of my mind knew that I wanted to take radio as a class. And then when I heard that my like only friends in school were also taking that class, um, I was like, well, you know, this is perfect. That's amazing. That's a great story, Grace. I don't know how many how many kids have the opportunity to tour radio stations. It sounds like that was a really influential thing for you to experience. Um, yeah, for me, it was kind of the opposite. I had never heard about radio ever. Uh, I didn't even know what the class was. I mean, the name obviously had radio, but I had never done anything even remotely similar to that. And then Ava was like, Sophie, you should join this class. We can all have a class together. And I was like, okay, I guess. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I never imagined, like, really enjoying something like this because I'm not really, uh, like, the type of person to put myself out there. So it, it was a big step. I never... Uh, thought I would actually take it. And then Ava convinced me. And I was like, oh, if Ava's doing it, then I'll do it. That's a great, yeah, that's a great perspective, Sophie. So all of you are ninth graders. Is it a common thing for ninth graders to be involved with a radio station or is it unusual? I think a lot of people in our grade are taking radio. Um, I think that we obviously participate a lot in radio, but Rice and Shine has become sort of an extracurricular too. So um, I think many ninth graders are taking it as a class and being, you know, becoming more involved in it. But we're also doing things in our own time too. So um, I think we don't, we don't, we haven't been able to like interact in the station as much as we want to. Um, I think this is like our second time. Uh, recording. And for many other ninth graders, it's probably their first or second time even in the station because of all the COVID and stuff. Yeah. So this is only, so we're recording this and you guys are just, some of you are barely back on campus. And and that's a lot of what I want to talk about today is this experience that you're having as starting high school in this sort of remote distanced way. And, and we'll address it in a lot of ways in our conversation, but maybe Maybe first of all, uh, what's the experience like being part of a podcast and a radio station where you're doing it from afar? Right. Well, because we should let uh, we should we should try to frame this for listeners that you know it's been a real patchwork of policies around the country. Some kids have been out of school entirely at home doing distance learning. Some students around the country have have actually been in the building. Um, here, I think in Washington and Oregon. The schools have just reopened, but in a 
you know, here in Oregon, we're calling it hybrid learning, and it, it's mostly distance learning with a little hint of being in person on campus. So uh, maybe you can talk about how, how that's all been. I'm assuming that you've been distance learning for the majority of the year. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. Um, up until I think maybe a couple weeks ago, uh, our school was strictly online. And then recently, um, they let the ninth graders choose if they wanted to go hybrid, which means they'll be in the building part of the time and uh, streaming the other half. And they also gave us the choice to just stay streaming. So uh, Lauren and I decided to stay completely online and Grace and Ava decided to go back into the building. Wow. Yeah. And um, I'd say running a podcast from afar is definitely really difficult. Um, I I personally don't have any equipment even close to what's here in the studio. So I started doing radio on like um, really low quality microphones. I had to kind of learn how to deal with that. <laughs> like um, I'm kind of grateful for that in a way because now that I'm getting back in the building and I can actually use um, different equipment, it's very smooth. You don't have to troubleshoot or anything like that. Um, Sophie, can you talk about what your setup was like at home? Yeah, I still have the same setup. I've never changed. I just have my iPad and I sit directly next to the mic, like super close to the mic. And I just record from there. That's how it's always been for me. So yesterday was the first time I actually used an actual mic. And I was like, wow, I can hear myself. That's not normal. (laughs) That's so amazing. Learning curve. Yeah, definitely. And how do you... um so Sophie, how do you connect with your other with your other hosts? What do you guys when you guys are about to record your show? What do you do? We normally record on a Zoom call. So beforehand, we just uh, FaceTime each other and go over the plan. And we've kind of gotten into a routine. It's pretty simple for us. It's like uh, second nature. Um, we just have a normal conversation, except we can't see each other. So that that adds uh, a different element. So we kind of have to guess. We don't know who's going to talk next. So it's like. A little surprise, I guess. I mean, it's definitely been a <laughs> editing challenge sometimes when we have people talking over each other and then just going off about random stuff because someone has to go to the bathrooms and they were about to talk or all that kind of stuff when we don't, when we aren't able to be in person and directly looking at each other. Yeah. Um, Ava or Grace, can you talk about? I'm wondering. Uh, Jennifer and I had a it was it was so long ago now, but it feels like it was very recently when we spoke about high school radio uh, earlier this year. I got very excited because I decided that high school and middle school podcasting would fix all of the problems of distance learning. That if if students could podcast together, that there would be this opportunity um, to develop the kinds of friendships that. Um, might have been easier uh, in person. Did how did you guys find the what what did the podcast give you during during distance learning? I mean, I think we're a perfect example of, you know, we don't need to be physically together to um bond, if that makes sense. I think we've obviously had our little troubles and stuff like that, but we're so close now and I'm actually thinking about it for like the first time now. Um I actually moved here actually from Oregon. And I moved here about a year ago. Yeah. And I didn't really know Ava, Sophie, or Lauren. 
And even though we started a podcast together, I wasn't exactly super close with them. But throughout this journey of figuring out things together during, you know, the pandemic and also high school and obviously the podcast, I've gotten so close with them. And now they're my best friends. So I think that, you know, this has not only provided maybe other people um, maybe some happiness, but it's also provided us love and happiness. Yay. <laughs> well, I know, I mean, we've, we hear so much about the struggles that, that students are having right now, especially doing, doing school from home in their rooms and not really having these opportunities to socialize. Maybe if you could talk about that. I mean, I think you already have sort of addressed that. It seems like the podcast has been a way, a way for all of you to kind of tackle those challenges. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about this again, because I think out of everybody here, um, I really, really like people and I love socializing and I really miss that during the pandemic. Uh, so yeah, I can't really speak for everyone else, but um, I don't know. The podcast has provided so much for me. So I really hope that anybody listening to this or, you know, even like our next door neighbors, I hope that everybody has a chance to be able to create and connect with people. And another thing that I think is unique about this podcast is that all of you are ninth graders. And so starting high school is a huge transition. And I was I was very interested in the episode of your podcast. You have an episode where you talk about what that first semester of high school was like doing learning from afar and the unique challenges of that, like what happens, you know, in Zoom breakout rooms, the awkwardness when nobody is talking. And there are a lot of you know, sad and funny anecdotes in there that are similar to what I hear from from my ninth grader. So I'm curious what sort of reactions you you got to that episode where you sort of told the real story of what it's like to be a ninth grader doing distance learning. So that was my episode. I'm Ava. So I think that episode was actually one of our most successful episodes because, I mean, teachers and administration, we're all new to this like hybrid or like this online distant remote um, learning. And I think it was a good way for them to be able to see perspectives from the students since obviously they have the teacher's perspective, but it's all different. And I think actually Mr. Bryant, who's our radio teacher, he actually shared it on a um, Washington State Teachers Forum. And I think that got a pretty big recognition. What, so, yeah. what did you guys talk about? What What are your opinions about distance learning? Or what were they when you recorded that episode? Um, for me, I I really liked, you know, being flexible, having my own schedule. You know, you don't have to be on the Zoom call, if that makes sense. I'm really exposing every single high schooler out there. But um, you're lying if you say that you sit down at your computer for six, seven hours every single day. That's such a lie. Like, I you know, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, and I mean, well, uh, I know that my student who's going to school in Portland, Oregon, um, they don't have, there isn't six hours of, of teacher Zoom time. It's, it's a very uh, patchwork sort of structure that in fact keeps changing. It doesn't, it, <laughs> it hasn't been consistent uh, the whole school year. It but, seems to really vary. You know, I've, I've talked to people who have, you know, these are buzzwords of this year, right? Synchronous and asynchronous. So yeah. sometimes you're in class at the same time. Sometimes you might have assignments that you complete on your own. So, yeah, Grace, I'm sorry. You you were saying that. Um... Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I do, or I guess I did really like online, but now I'm in hybrid, so I'm doing a little bit of both. Uh, but yeah, when we talked about what it's like to be an online student, um, we were very, very honest and raw. And we didn't want to fake it. We didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, we've been such good students with this extra time. We've been studying. Like, no, we haven't. Um, and we really wanted to just let people know that, yes, uh, there's so many people struggling. But, you know, we, we are too. And we wanted to provide our own perspective on what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we really wanted to give a different point of view than what most teachers seem to think. For example, with the breakout room thing, I don't know if they think everyone in that room is like doing what they're supposed to be doing because that happens rarely. Like rarely anyone is actually talking in those rooms. So mm. I think that was something new for people to learn. I remember uh, like a couple days after the episode came out, my math teacher came into my private breakout room and was like, are you on that podcast, Rice and Shine? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I listened I listened to that episode about online learning. And I was like, what? And it turns out um, a lot of people around or a lot of teachers around Washington State had heard it because mm. I think they thought it was really useful, which is probably why it's pretty successful. I think we gave our honest answers and opinions. So, uh, yeah, I think it, it was good feedback for everyone. Yeah, our teacher, um, Mr. Joe Bryant, he said that he emailed the link out to a bunch of people and... I think that's also a part of reason why we've grown so much is because we have people like him supporting us so much and spreading out the word. I think also part of the reason we were so unfiltered on the episode was as much as it was for the teachers and for our parents, it was also for fellow students because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when people are like, oh yeah, I actually during the breaks, I study all the time. I'm like, oh dang, I shouldn't be getting up to you. I shouldn't be going on a walk. You know, it's like that kind of guilt feeling when people are like oh I'm studying so hardcore and for us to be like hey you don't have to do that I think is helpful for other students that is very exciting to hear that the work that you students did in, on your podcast rice and shine to have a conversation a frank conversation about how distance learning was both impacting you and what your opinions were on it your experiences and your opinions the fact that teachers around around the state and possibly the country uh, got to hear your episode. It's such a unique and important. Um, I'm so excited just by that fact alone. I wish that could have happened all over. You know, I wish every high school had a podcast. Well, I mean, to me, so on Radio Survivor, we, we've always been interested in student produced media. And I think, I think that episode talking about that episode is a really great example of of why student produced media can be so important and can be so compelling. Like you're sharing something, this is something that, you know, you produced the episode. It wasn't adults producing it. This is your perspective. Is there vulnerability to that? You know, like when Sophie, when your teacher asked if you did the podcast rice and shine, did you feel nervous that, that things were said in the podcast that, um, I don't know, like that honesty can be very vulnerable. So I'm curious um, how you feel about that. Yeah, um, I originally was really nervous that a lot more people than I had expected were listening to my voice. Um, so 
at first, I kind of regret saying a couple things that I did just because I kind of exposed myself a bit and, you know, other students as well. But I think in the end, uh, the positive impact is more worth it. And speaking about like vulnerability, I'm the person on the podcast. I talk a lot about um, mental health of young people since I feel like that's uh, overlooked a lot because like, oh, you're young. You can't be sad. You can't be depressed, anything like that. So I tend to get really vulnerable on the podcast. Um, and it did scare me at first. It was it was hard to do, but um, I really think that this platform is a great way for me to um, fulfill my dream of being able to help other people who are struggling similar ways that I was, you know. Um, so definitely it's scary to be vulnerable on this podcast. Um, but I do feel like it's worth it because one person could hear that and something could change and someone could realize that they could get help or somebody could realize that maybe their child may need help. I think that's, um, that's something that's bigger than me. So I kind of don't mind being vulnerable. I think it's really special that we can do this on this platform, which definitely got off question. We were talking about school, but, um, well, it's all, it's, all, it's all a part of this unique year, and that's, I think that's really important. Exactly. Like, we can get very sidetracked um, focusing on school and learning and teachers and Zoom calls and forget um, – just forget how, how challenging this year has been for everybody, and it's not a normal school year. It's not like a normal school year with just with Zoom. It's, everything else is the same. You know, We're all processing it in a lot of different well, ways. And I really appreciate that that you all are bringing up these important topics on on rice and shine and and mental health is is definitely um, sort of a crisis right now among people in your generation and you know I've had a lot of conversations with other parents about this that you know the situation of being in this pandemic and remote school um, is making it really hard on people mental health wise so. Uh, I agree with Eric. Like everything is, this is all interconnected, and um, you know, what's really interesting about your podcast is is that you're covering so many different topics. You know, you have lighthearted, fair, like talking about K-pop and you know, popular culture, but but also talking about mental health and sexism and racism, and, and in particular, anti-Asian violence is something that you've covered a lot, and. Um, maybe talk a little bit about that and why that's been important, um, been an important part of Rice and Shine. Yeah, um, we would be lying if we said that we've never experienced racism. Um, I'll talk a little bit about me, Grace, uh, myself, and a little bit of my story first, and then I'll let Sophie, Lauren, and Ava talk because they've they grew up here. But me, um. I grew up in Idaho and, um, well, <laughs> there aren't a lot of Asians in Idaho, as you can guess. And um, growing up there was really difficult because I was different. And then I moved to Portland, Oregon, actually, and I went to a very, very diverse school. And I actually didn't really experience any racism there. And then I, you know, I've moved so many times and each time. I've experienced different things. So being able to share my story on the podcast has been so helpful for me to acknowledge that stuff and um, 
not exactly forgive people, but forgive myself for, you know, not liking myself at some times. And I think the reason why it's so important for me to talk about these um, hate crimes against Asian Americans is because I've been given this platform and it would be very wrong of me to, you know, not use it for something that I'm passionate about. Grace, thank you for sharing that. Okay, so if, as the listeners may know of Rice and Shine, um, I'm Lauren, and I am a mixed individual. Um, I'm 25% Japanese, and being that, I am very white passing. But still, in this area we live in, there is still racism, even for the white passing people, um, from being told my food was rat tails in first grade to people calling our area where we sat the Corona Corner. You know, even though our area does seem to have an Asian population, we still are seeing these uh, racist acts. And I think when we were forming the podcast, a big part of my thing was having the mixed part and showing mixed kids that, you know, here's your representation. Because growing up, I I haven't seen that at all. I've seen like half mixed people, but I've never seen people with a smaller percentage as I have. And like as much as I am a smaller portion of mixed, smaller portion Japanese, I still have that culture prevalent in my life. And I really wanted to use this platform to go out and say that, you know, your lifestyle as a mixed person with a more, um, with an interesting cultural background is cool and it's good to be that way. And so I think the Asian American hate crimes was really important for me myself is because I have an elderly Asian grandpa and you know, with the story of Bicho Ratanad Pagdi, his story of taking a walk and then getting killed. My grandpa used to take walks like that every day, you know. So it was just these things that were hitting really close to home, even as a white passing mixed person. Totally, totally. Um, I, Sophie, am the other mixed person of this group. Um, I'm half Filipino, half white. Uh same same kind of idea as what uh, Lauren was saying. I wanted to put out this perspective of being exactly half and half since uh, growing up, I had a lot of trouble accepting that. I often feel as if I'm being pulled to each side because I feel like I'm too Asian to be white. I'm too white to be Asian, just being directly cut in half. And I know that a lot of people um, that have that similar ethnicity also struggle with that. So I wanted to put out my point of view and let people know that they're not alone um, in feeling like that. Because I definitely thought I was the only one struggling with that until I uh, got to meet other people with the same percentages as me. Um, but yeah, it it is different being mixed and experiencing these uh, Asian American hate crimes all around you because like half of my family is safe, but the other half of my family isn't. So it's, it's definitely tough because I see all these stories and I'm like, I have grandparents like that, but I feel like I'm not valid in feeling that way because half of my family isn't Asian. The other half um, is white. And um, that's just, that makes it a little more difficult in a different way to swallow I guess. So I, yeah, I think that episode was a good way to let everyone know that you're not invalid. 
your family isn't invalid just because there is a difference between both of the sides. It's you're totally it's totally okay to feel like that. And that doesn't mean that you you speaking out about those hate crimes is any different. It's all the it's all the same where, you know, it doesn't matter what percentage you are. If you have that in your blood, then you have the right to speak out about it and you have the right to feel for that. Um, so I think that's kind of what I was trying to put out with those episodes in which we talked about um, hate crimes. Yeah. I'll let listeners know that that was the voice of Sophie. Um, Sophie is joined by classmates Lauren, Ava, and Grace, who are all joining us today on Radio Survivor to talk about their podcast, which is called Rice and Shine. They're joining us from studios on the campus of their high school. Uh, these are all ninth grade Asian American students who uh, participate in a radio program and podcast that uh, they've been producing uh, this entire distance learning hybrid style pandemic school year. Um, what an incredible document. I can't wait uh, myself to dive in to the work that you guys have done, the recordings that you've made. It's been such a historical and important year and everyone's experiences you know, everyone who has been able to make a record of what they went through, you know, our show Radio Survivors uh, archives this year are very unique um, because of the pandemic. And just uh, I'm very I'm glad that they that you guys have done this work um, to podcast together uh, this year. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious about, you know, as with the distance learning episode, what sort of feedback have you gotten on on, on some of these serious episodes where you're talking about racism or sexism, cultural differences? Yeah, I think um, our anti-Asian hate crimes um, honestly hasn't done that well with the numbers. I think we talk about this often, how we are debating whether or not we should be including the news of these hate crimes like weekly to add more awareness. But we came to the conclusion that when we listen to podcasts, we're trying to escape the hard news that we're hearing. We're trying to hear people talk about their interests and their lives while trying to escape the reality that's going on outdoors, you know? So I think, but our story times, like growing up as a girl, have done pretty well with numbers because, like I said, when we listen to podcasts, we like to hear about other people's lives, other people's stories. Lauren, those are things that we all struggle with, how, you know, do we pay attention to how many people listen to a, yeah. a particular episode? Does that matter? Or does it matter if we really have touched one person with an important story? This is the part of the podcast where I get on my soapbox to just mention that there's there's so many other important reasons to, to, to speak to each other in the microphones than just what is popular. And, you know, if, if Radio Survivor, which is now you're the guests on episode, you know, we're almost on episode number 300. If we had ever, like, really worried about whether or not we were popular, we would have stopped. <laughs> we would have stopped a long time ago. And uh, there's a lot of value in the least popular podcasts, especially for, yeah. the, um, for the people doing the work of talking to each other. Like the hosts of the show might be um, might be getting the most out of the project. I certainly yeah. have learned a lot. When we look at our analytics, we don't think of it as a popularity contest. It's more of, hey, what do people find interesting about what we're talking about? And, like, did we also enjoy talking about that and whether or not we should continue styles like that? And I think with the more important subjects like Asian American hate crimes, 
when we look at looked at our analytics, it wasn't like, oh, we should never talk about that again. That wasn't popular. It's we should keep us pushing this message. And we are trying to create more projects pursuing that and trying to make more change in our community as we are given this platform. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Um, me, Sophie, I was the one who planned out the episode called Growing Up as a Girl. Um, and in this episode, we touched a lot of different topics, um, some lighthearted and some not lighthearted about the dangers of growing up as a girl. And it kind of hurt when I looked at the analytics and it didn't do that well because I felt like uh, like I my stories were invalid. Our stories as women were invalid, mm. um, but they aren't. And honestly, that episode was was a really good one for me. I think that's one of the ones I've planned the best. Um, it was interesting to learn about each other even more about which what we've experienced as uh, girls. So in in the end, I'm still going to do projects like that. We're still going to plan those out. To me, it doesn't matter anymore, uh, no matter how many downloads we get on whatever episodes. It's more of us using this platform to talk about things that we are passionate about. And in this case, you know, there could be more serious ones um, that are really important to talk about. So I think getting past the numbers uh, was a challenge for me. Right. But and, and you never know how many people are listening to your radio show because you guys your your program also airs on the high school radio station, and uh, there are no stats. That's right. It could, yeah, it could be many, many, many more on the radio show. Um, all of you have been sort of talking about different topics. I'm wondering how how you and it sounds like you all share in in producing different episodes. So how does that all work? How do you decide on topics? How do you decide who's going to make a particular episode. Yeah, so we actually came up with a really great system, a routine, you might say. Um, we have a Google Doc, and we each have a little color. So me, Grace, I'm like a light green. Ava's like a weird blue color. <laughs> oh, I might be pink, actually, but anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm pink. Um, we all have our own little colors, and what we'll do is we'll go in and we will sort of plan out our episode, like the topic, the timeline, things we want to talk about. And we'll, you know, highlight the things we say in our different colors. And we try to communicate as much as possible with that kind of th- stuff. And when we do decide on topics, all four of us, you know, we're four different people. So we're not going to have the same interests. Uh, so we try to choose topics that we can kind of all, you know, share something about. For example, the last episode, the most recent one we did about K-pop. Sophie and Lauren are huge K-pop fans. Ava doesn't know anything about K-pop. And the only thing I know about K-pop is that it's Korean because I'm Korean. So that's like my one little connection there. But I really enjoy talking to Sophie and Lauren about a topic that I didn't know much about. And it's really great. It feels like we're just learning more about each other. So we don't really have to worry about, you know, do you agree with me? Do you have much to say about this? Uh, Because we're all listening to each other and conversating. Mm -hmm. I think it's also important to mention that we all have this rotation. Um, We like each week it's in the same order, but whoever it lands on that week is the person who's going to lead and design the episode. So we go in a specific order each time. Um, So we all get a chance to 
choose an episode that we want to talk about. And there have been times where we've chosen an episode and it just did not work that day. So we had to switch it. But then we would come back to it and it would just work um, way better. It did. It definitely depends on the mood. So we definitely discovered along the way that sometimes there's different episodes for different moods that just aren't going to work at certain times, but are going to work great at other times. It all depends. And that's uh, something really interesting because obviously we're teens, you know, we have other stuff going on and sometimes we're not in a good mood. So that's obviously not going to be a great time to record. Um, That's part of the learning curve of this podcast, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah. How did you figure out? I I love that you're kind of describing that because I don't know if a lot of adults would really admit that sometimes that, oh, that didn't work or I wasn't in a good mood. How did you know that maybe you can give an example of a time you were recording and, and why it didn't work and how you switched gears? We actually have the perfect example for this. So we had this episode, in my opinion, it's one of my favorites now. It's the hypothetical questions one. Um, and I really enjoyed that episode the second time around, but the first time we tried to do it, um, it just was not working. It was early in the morning and we were kind of rushed. So it just, nothing was falling into place. We weren't having a good conversation. And I like, it was really, uh, discouraging for that idea. So we ended up switching it, but then I remember we came back to it the next week and, we had like a, a lot of fun recording it and it went really well. It was really fun for all of us, I think. And now it's one of my favorite episodes. I think it shows uh, different sides of us and stuff like that. So it just shows like, you know, sometimes stuff isn't going to work, but that doesn't mean we should give up on it. I think I had trouble getting past that. I don't know about you guys. But. Yeah. The ironic thing with the hypothetical questions episode is before we recorded that one, we were trying to record a different topic. And when we were doing that, we just got so off track and then just turned into this whole another thing where we were just talking about ourselves. And we were like, wait, this makes no sense. This wouldn't be a good this wouldn't be good content to put out on air. So we scrapped that and we're like, oh, we have the hypothetical questions in our back pocket because we're feeling chatty today. You know, and I think a lot of it is about mood, because when we first attempted the hypothetical questions the day before, it was really sunny. We had just finished homework. We were all talking and we were like oh my gosh, I think this person would be most likely to do this, all that. It's really just a day-to-day thing. And I think that's just a part of being human and having moods and recognizing that and just going along with that with whatever you produce. Yeah, and I also think it's really great that we've gotten to know each other so well to the point that we can read each other. Um, I mentioned this before, I'm Grace, and I like to talk a lot and I love people. And sometimes my social battery runs out And it rarely happens, but when it does, I'm just, like, out of it. And most people, like, most of my friends, I think they would have a hard time understanding that. But Ava, Sophie, and Lauren are really, really good about boundaries and making sure that we're not doing something we don't want to do and making sure that even if we're not in a good mood, that we're still, like, comfortable doing stuff. And I really appreciate all three of them so much for knowing, like, you know, when I'm not feeling okay, we don't have to do anything. Um, And yeah, I think that's really great about working with my friends um, because they know me really well. And this might be, maybe this is the answer to this question, but I'm curious for all of you what, what you like most about doing a podcast. For me, my favorite thing is 
um, the connection that we are able to build from it. Because when we started this podcast, we were rarely ever together or anything like that because this is when um, COVID was uh, still very much thriving. You know, right now it's kind of going down. We're figuring things out. But at that point, uh, we had never been able to get together in person or anything like that. And I was worried that my friendships would start drifting because I wouldn't get to see my friends very often. But this podcast allowed us to get so close to the point where we, when we did actually get to hang out all together, it just felt so natural. It felt like this is what, how it's been this whole time. It really, really built this connection between us that it's hard to explain because we, we talked about tons of different topics and they learned a lot about me. So that's my favorite part. I just, I'm so grateful that we have gotten this chance to build such a special connection while also getting to share that with um, anyone who wants to listen. What I think is a fun story about us connecting is Ava and I weren't very close when we started this. We were like, we wouldn't really talk to each other. And as we were doing like the personality analysis episode, we were doing personality quizzes and we realized we are the exact same person. We got the same (laughs) scores on every single test. And I think through this podcast, we've been able to find more about each other, like how me and Ava are the same person. Yeah. And that's why we couldn't connect is because we are both people who don't like to talk first. And we're both people who, I don't know, <laughs> who are one person. <laughs> and so I think it's been really fun to learn more about each other, whether it be our similarities or our differences. I'd like to address a question to Ava. I think, um, have you found... That you know, so so uh, your podcast has now done twenty episodes, and it's been um, we are uh, the better part of the way through the this school year, uh, the twenty 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 one school year. I wonder what has surprised you about doing the the work of making podcasts. Like what is what has been what has been like the outcome of of doing twenty episodes for you? I think we. I mean, at the beginning, I started out. I was pretty awkward I think we all kind of were together on air but I think we've gotten to know how each other talk and what topics go well with each other and sort of we've learned a certain flow and I definitely think for me I'm always pretty quiet and sort of I'm not a very talkative person and but I think this podcast has allowed me to talk a little bit more which is still not as much but I think it's definitely been helpful for me to be able to communicate. We've also learned a lot of skills like editing and like writing professional sort of emails. And I think this has really helped me and especially the part about us getting all close together. Now that we've become like high schoolers and we're actually in a brand new school, I know I have Grace to rely on and I know I have Sophie and Lauren to all sort of rely on. And I have a friend group that I actually really enjoy being with. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. That totally warms my heart. Um, yeah, it's great to know that Ava likes us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know, on on this show, we rarely talk about what it's like to be doing a show with other people. You know, that sort of kind of insider conversation that you might have with your fellow radio or podcasting friends. So, I think it's I think it's really cool that we're having this conversation with all of you who are brand new. You're all brand new broadcasters and podcasters and 
And so these ideas are fresh in your head about what this experience is like to be creating radio and podcasts with each other and that there are benefits not just to the listener, but to you as producers. Yeah. I mean, when you make a podcast every week, when you when you work on a radio show every week, I mean, for me especially, um, as somebody who's been doing this now for many, many years, um, I've learned to listen. You know, the most listening I've ever done in my life has been working on radio shows and podcasts. It's been... And whatever whatever this work is where we're listening to each other and then asking a question and then listening and asking questions, I think um you know, I still haven't come to a conclusion yet what it all what it all means, but I know it I know it means a lot. It means a lot to me that that uh that this work exists to make a radio show on podcast. And uh it's exciting to find out how you are experiencing the beginning of the work as students. And is so so you're well, I hate, so this is sort of the end of the ninth grade year, almost. So is this just the beginning for all of your podcasting and radio lives? Are you are you planning to continue the show over the summer and into the next school year? Tell us yeah. all about that. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this, like, ever since we got, like, the first couple episodes out on the actual, like, platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We were like, dang, we're kind of good at this. We should make this our career. And for me, it's so crazy to see the difference of my career aspirations before starting this. I was like, okay, maybe programming. I literally don't know. But now I'm like, I want to do radio. I want to keep doing this. This is so much fun. And this is only the beginning. We see ourselves getting so much bigger. We see ourselves making much more change in the radio world or just the world in general as we're trying to do with the Asian American hate crimes whatever comes up, we hope that we can contribute to that. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy how much how much I've like grown through this program. I remember, similarly to Lauren, I had completely different uh, career aspirations. I wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> and like, I love math and stuff, but this has been such a great outlet for me. And I just I really enjoy it a lot more than I expected. Um, I know I mentioned this earlier, but when I first joined the class, I never pictured myself actually putting stuff out there constantly and growing an audience. I never imagined myself getting here, but there's something really comforting knowing that it's just like, like I'm just a person with like a microphone and a couple stories to tell and I can share that with people and it can make a difference. I think that's really crazy. So um, I definitely want to continue doing this in the future. I think it's a lot of fun and it's such a great outlet um, to express a lot of emotions for me. So yeah, I don't, I don't see myself, um, you know, quitting anytime soon. Yeah. I mentioned earlier that um, I uh, was interested in journalism and broadcasting and, I really wanted to be a news anchor for a really long time. I still do want to be, but I think that experiencing something that's kind of in the same field, but um, a little bit more personal was a great way to start because this way um, I can share my own stories while, you know, still getting comfortable with everything. And yeah, again, I, I know I keep repeating this, but I'm just so, so grateful that we have like a podcast and I'm doing it with my best friends. Oh, and Ava. Oh, yeah. So I think I'm definitely going to continue this all four years of high school and beyond. Although I think I won't choose this as like my main career. I don't think anything's changed 
in that sense, but I'm definitely going to continue this through college and probably as just a little hobby and nothing more than that. I don't, I'm not sure. Actually, I don't know. We'll have to see where this goes, but right now I really enjoy this and I didn't really think I would enjoy it, but it's been something that I've really enjoyed these past five months. <laughs> it's pretty sure. So yeah. Well, and it's a pretty amazing commitment. It, it seems like you're putting out episodes every week, you know, and that's that's a commitment to to get a podcast out. And is the plan to continue over the summer? Or are you all going to have a break from this, you know, cycle of producing an episode weekly? We are never taking a break. In fact, we might even double up. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just really really passionate. Um, like Ava said. The four of us didn't know that we would enjoy it this much. And the fact that we're good at it or not, that doesn't really matter to us anymore because it's become so personal to us that um, it's almost like a routine. You know, I really want to see Ava and Sophie and Lauren outside of the podcast. And I don't know, we've just grown so close that I can't imagine not doing it. Um, and I think that Ava and I, as the very ambitious and goal-oriented people of the group, uh, we want to maybe even, you know, double up on our content and see how much we can push through over the summer. Impressive. And well, and I know from some conversations with you that there are some other projects that have been sparked by doing this podcast together. So maybe talk a little bit about things that you have planned that were inspired by doing the podcast. Um, yeah, I remember maybe two months into getting into radio more, I, we had this uh, assignment to submit a five minute podcast episode. And we had the choice to submit one of our episodes, just like a clip. Um, but part of me wanted to experiment more. And so I ended up telling a really personal story to me about um, my regrets and lack thereof regarding my mental health uh, struggles, mental health journey. And it, it ended up striking a lot of people, not like, not like striking like that, but um, it hit close for a lot of people, I think. Um, and so recently I've been encouraged by um, a bunch of different people to push that out because I think it could help people. And if, I mentioned this in one of our episodes, but to people who don't know, I'm someone who's very passionate about mental health and helping um, those who need help. Obviously, people who are like me in the sense that at such a young age, they already had um, had had been struggling a lot. And I think this this mini podcast that I made could really make a difference. And I haven't released it yet. The only reason being because I might submit it to maybe a competition before because these guys keep encouraging me. I should clarify. I'm Sophie, by the way. Uh, keep encouraging me to, you know, see if I can get more recognition for it. Um, so I haven't released it simply because uh, I need to have like original content for competitions. And I'm still unsure if I actually will submit it. I'm a little nervous for people to hear it just because I was so vulnerable. And originally I only thought I would share that with like our teacher and these guys, but you know, it, it ended up becoming something bigger. And I like the idea of that, even though it is scary, I do plan on doing more solo episodes like that 
where I talk about mental health, just because I think it's so important. And if, if, you know, a year ago, I had heard someone talk about this, my life would have been a lot different. So I, I want to be that, that kind of person for people, you know? That's incredibly inspiring. And I love that doing this podcast together is, is, is helping you to, to find your voice and, and create your own work as well as a podcaster. Um, so I, I would encourage you to, to put it out there and, and hopefully, you know, keep us posted so we can share that with people, but that's very brave. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we do talk a lot about mental health and we talk about so many topics. And I think one of the ones that we're most passionate about is the violence and the hate towards Asian Americans. Um, and us for we felt like we weren't doing enough. And I'm about to get really raw and honest here, but talking about, talking about it on our platform is doing something. But as teenagers, we can't even drive, we can't even vote, we can't do anything. We feel very, very helpless because we want to help. And we're, we feel like we're obligated to, but we don't know how. And um, I think a lot of people feel this way. So we actually wanted to try and start a food drive. And it would go to uh, the... Asian American community in the greater Seattle area. And uh, we're hoping that, you know, maybe a couple of people in our radio station or maybe people at our school could help us out and donate. Um, And even though we still feel like uh, we should be doing more, we hope that through this food drive, uh, this upcoming event, uh, we're able to at least spread some awareness and, you know, get people to come and join and help us. It's amazing that this whole project is, well, I'm, first of all, I'm glad that you recognize that doing the podcast is a form of activism in and of itself and a form of action. But it's also really exciting that, that now you're all taking on, you know, additional projects beyond the podcast. So, you know, when we check back in with you in a year, there's no telling all the different um, exciting things that we'll hear about as far as audio content and events, etc. So I'm, I'm very encouraged by by the passion that all of you have for podcasting and also for the issues that you're discussing on Rice and Shine. The work that you're doing for your podcast is part of this high school class. Are there other students in this class who are doing their own podcasts? Yeah, um, I think there are quite a few people, actually maybe not quite a few, but there are quite a few people who are interested in making a podcast. Um, I don't really know of other radio shows and podcasts, but I know that just like us, you know, there are people who are definitely interested and passionate about, you know, getting into this field. So, yeah. Yeah, there are a big part of our um, radio station is that they want students to push out content. So our teacher really pushes for students to have podcasts and they we have classmates who have podcasts, all that. But I think we've been really lucky to have such a big audience and been able to press push out these different messages that others haven't. You know, mm-hmm. we have um, classmates who have um, similar numbers as we have now after four years. 
And this is our, we're five months into this on the platforms. And so it's really crazy to see how much speed we're getting here and how much we've grown since, I mean, not only in numbers, but with ourselves. Like the other day I was listening to our first episode. And I was like, my audio is so bad there. Yeah. Why am I saying like so much? Why am I saying, you know, so yeah. much? Like, what is she saying? So it's really crazy to see how much our podcast has grown with the numbers, with listeners, but also with ourselves as people. Yeah, t- I would love to hear more about that. Um, I I just started an additional podcast beyond Radio Survivor, so that's completely different from Radio Survivor. With well, actually, there are four of us, like like all of you, and some of us knew each other, some of us didn't, and so working out all the things you're talking about about you know what do we talk about, how do we how do we plan, how do we work together, and listening back to the first episode versus the most recent episode is super interesting. So I'd love to hear what others of you thought about, you know, how the rest of you think about how Rice and Shine has changed and how is it different now than maybe the first episode? I notice a huge change. I don't, well, clearly we all notice a huge change, but I can't even listen to our old episodes. It makes me cringe. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I I think ever since we started, I've listened to like every single one of our episodes back at least once mm-hmm. just to see what we can improve on. And I think I had to get over the uh, barrier, not barrier. Um, yeah, boundary of not wanting to hear my voice again, just because at first I was like microphone shy. I didn't like my voice or anything, but then I realized like there's nothing wrong with my voice and stuff like that. And I realized like, like, hold on. <laughs> um, growth is to be expected. So it's fine that I started out um, not good at radio because obviously you got to start somewhere. Um, but whenever I do listen back to our old episodes, it seems like we don't have that same flow that we have now. It may be because we were more distant from each other at that point in terms of like relationships. Um, but we've learned a lot about how to adjust to each other and how to carry on conversations without seeing each other, uh, which is, it was a huge challenge. It's so difficult not being able to give social cues. Um, So that, that was something we had to overcome and we did gradually. And so now like our most recent episodes are actually ones that I'm very proud of. Um, And I think though we started out a little rocky, I don't think, I don't think they were bad episodes. I think um, I think we did a good job with what we had. So I don't look back on it and I'm like, ooh, we should have done that better. Like I see it kind of as a time capsule, like um, growth, you know? Yeah, I definitely think it's really inspirational to listen back to our old episodes and see how much we've grown. Because when you're in the moment and going through your day as – just going through doing your podcast, you don't really see the improvement. But once you look back, you can tell that there's a huge difference. And it may not seem clear at first, but I think just listening back to your old episodes is pretty helpful to see how much you've grown, how much you've changed, and what can you, you can also improve more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most important change that's happened is that we've gotten more comfortable with sharing our own opinions. Um, 
I led an episode. It was called The Letdown of Mulan. I know it's really dramatic, but it talked about the uh, 2020 remake of the live action Mulan. Um, and I felt like we didn't really share our opinions. It did feel like a presentation and we were kind of repeating a lot of the same things, not because, you know, that's what was all inside our heads but you know we were too scared to be like yeah i didn't like it uh we were too scared to really be vulnerable and share our truth and uh looking back on that episode and then looking um at the anti-asian uh hate crime episode that we did there's such a big difference between the two and i'm really proud of us um i think it's sometimes really hard to share your opinion and um, you're kind of scared because you you never know who could listen. And, you know, there are probably people who, are, who disagree with us, but we're OK with that now. I, th- I think it's really interesting, Grace, the way you said that maybe an earlier episode felt more like a presentation. And, and so you're doing all this in the context of a class. You're taking a class, but you've all also described mm-hmm. how it's become more of an extracurricular podcast. Um, so that must be tricky that balance of doing something that will gain approval from your teacher, you know, versus um, versus something where you feel like it's very personal. How do you how do you work out all of that balance between, you know, a, a personal podcast with great flow that's not academic and presentation-y? For me, I honestly think of the two as different things. Rise and Shine, in my head, isn't part of radio. Rise and Shine is its own thing. With radio, I'm like, okay, I have to do this, get this PSA done. I have to do this positioner. But when it's Rise and Shine, it's like, okay, this Saturday, yeah, okay. Um, I have a tournament until then, so then we can record then. It's I just separate the two. And when we do it, it's not like we're doing it for a grade. It's not any of that. And I've never thought of it as doing it for a grade. It's always just been us for having a conversation and at first it was really rocky like grace said presentational but now it's this whole thing of us having conversation and recently we've been less scripted and we found we've seen the growth of that because before we couldn't be unscripted now we're completely unscripted and we're having really good conversations i think we're still trying to find that sort of balance between flow and presentation because i know some of our episodes have been a bit more presentation-y and I'm not we're still trying to figure out the perspective of the listener and also us as podcasters, because I think we typically like it when it's more flowy and more like a conversation. But we're not sure if listeners also feel the same way. So it's all a balance. I think I've struggled with this the most because um, I'm Grace and out of everyone here, I pretty much have no filter, uh, which which is why I was really scared about going live with my friend um, on the radio the other day. But I struggle with this not because I feel like um, I'm not allowed to say certain things. I struggle with this because I'm part of me is really scared. Like, I don't want to say so much stuff and I don't want to I don't want to expose myself. But I do want to, you know, have a personal uh, connection with the people listening to us. But also there's sort of a formal and professional side to radio, you know, like the announcer voices and the articulation I can't even say that properly how am I supposed to do radio but there's like a professional side to it that I haven't really been able to experience which is really funny because 
I want to pursue this as a career. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm still struggling with that. Like Ava said, we're trying to find the balance. I think everything that all of you are describing are things that people with years and years of experience, you know, I'm thinking about these same questions with my personal podcast right now. Like how much is too presentational as you're saying, you know, um, is this overly prepared? I also like things that are more um, spontaneous. The spontaneous conversations I think make for great listening. Um, And also, you know, I've heard panels from people in the radio industry talking about that balance, like people who do morning shows and they share a lot of their personal life, but they also try to protect aspects of their personal life. So they also struggle with that. You know, how do I connect with a listener in a personal way, but also make sure that I'm um, not revealing super private information about myself. So everything you're talking about is, you know, all of us continue to think about those same challenges years later. Yeah, totally. That's been a big part of this podcast is trying to find a balance between professional and more loose. And there's definitely different topics. So it's pretty clear um, how we should be doing certain episodes. We're obviously going to become more professional when it comes to things like Asian uh, hate crimes. Um, But there are some episodes like the hypothetical questions one where you really just you have to go with the flow or else the episode just will not work. Like that's the kind of episode that can't be a presentation, which is like one of our biggest struggles because sometimes we just sometimes something just isn't clicking for us and it'll be too choppy. Um, And overcoming that has been, in my opinion, the most difficult part of this because um, I always get nervous when I have to plan an episode and I'm not like super um, set on the outline. And I'm not sure if this spontaneous conversation will end up being one of our good episodes or perhaps being uh, less professional than what we deem should be the standard kind of. Um, that's, yeah, it's a big struggle, definitely. I, so I know all of you are in the studio now for like the first or second time. And so is that going to be a shift on, on Rice and Shine? Are you going to eventually all be recording in person? And is that going to be an adjustment? I'm sure it will be. (laughs) Yeah, you could probably tell the difference between the audio quality of these mics and our little crusty iPad mics that we use at home. Um, We're still figuring that out. I mean, we mentioned this earlier, but Grace, me, and Ava, we are doing hybrid. So we are in person, but Sophie and Lauren Lauren decided to stay online. So, you know, we're trying to figure out a lot. I, I think all of us, we want the best quality and we want to do our best. And in order to do that, we might need to shift, uh, to a more professional setting when we um, start to open back up fully. Yeah. Um, I All I've known my whole radio, I guess, career, if you could call it that, has been my crusty iPad, editing on like the bare minimum program. Um, but recently when we've been, well, first of all, yesterday when we got to test out these mics and it like the the audio quality was like insane. I was I was super shocked because I had never experienced anything like this. And similarly with editing programs, when we started to use the industry standard, uh, I just got really confused. I'm used to the basics. So 
Uh, I do see us doing more in-person um, projects, but at the same time, I can't even imagine how that would work just because uh, we're so conditioned to what we've had this whole year, which has been bare minimum kind of, um, which I guess will make, it'll make the transition really rocky, but I'm, I have faith in us. I think we'll figure it out. Well, and, you know, I don't know if this conversation we're having with you, if that, if it feels like your podcast at all, but I'm wondering if it even feels different to you when you're not, say, at your, in your homes recording, maybe in your bedrooms, does it feel different in the studio right now? Totally different. Um, I feel like the stakes are higher for some reason. Just because, like, I have no excuse. If I, like, um, if I don't do well that episode, I can't just blame it on my Wi-Fi or my crusty audio. Because, like, there's there's no problems with the equipment here. Um, so I guess it's it's higher stakes. It's a little, it's really different. Um, a little confusing. Uh, feels different. Yeah, I can't, I don't know how we would record in here, but I guess we'll have to try. I think it definitely feels more professional. It's more like, it feels more like a career, you know? When I'm in my bedroom at home, I'm sitting there sometimes with a cup of tea and I'm like, hey guys, like it's really just us having a conversation. But when we're in these fancy rooms and we're with you guys, it feels like this is the future of Rice and Shine, this really upgraded standard of having interviews with people and all this fancy equipment. It's really just the future. You can have guests. You can have guests on your show from. Uh, I know we've been talking about that. Other places. Yeah, I think we might be a little embarrassed to do that. I actually don't know about them, but for me, um, this is my recording setup. So I have my iPad right here, close to my face, and then I usually have, like Lauren said, a beverage of some sort because I don't have to worry about you know spilling it on any expensive equipment. And one thing about me is that I I don't really like to focus on one thing. It really makes me anxious. So um, sometimes I like to online shop while we record our podcast. And I actually bought this online uh, when we were recording one of our episodes. So I think little, little quirks that we've developed um, are, you know, going to affect us. Uh, because you know when we're here when we're when we have this huge mic in front of us it feels so different yeah I think the same with Grace sometimes I'll paint I'm an artist so I'll just go off and paint while we're recording which I mean maybe it's not the most professional but I think it makes me feel comfortable (laughs) but and also having a beverage same and sometimes I'd like to wrap up in a blanket so it's nice and comfortable because yeah I think it would be very different to be in the studio with like sitting up straight and looking professional. But I think it's something that I can try and adapt to, which it'll be fun, I guess. Right. I'm the kind of person like when I'm just listening, I'll just scroll on Pinterest. And sometimes we have little breaks where somebody has to go to the bathroom and I'll just like turn on my camera and show everyone like a picture I found. Um, I kind of have a short uh, attention span. So I, I, I don't know. I'd get probably get distracted if I was in here. I like Ava. I just like get in the most comfortable position. I like put my feet on my desk and I like sprawl out um, just because that's what I'm used to. You know, nobody sees me. But yeah, in here, uh, mm-hmm. very different. You've, you, 
perhaps, you know, in a way uh, that's been in your – I'm not going to put a label on it. I was going to say maybe you've been lucky, but that just feels silly. But your experience of having this year be distance learning, hybrid learning, and now you're in the studio, but you've you started the work in your bedroom, um, it's all – it's all part of your your radio education, and now you um, in the future can always like, uh, you know, you can pick and choose. Like today, today's studio day, and tomorrow is is uh, podcasting in my bedroom day. And this this is what I like about each one. I think one of the neat things about uh, students doing podcasting that I just want to throw into the mix as we as we wrap up, I find it really interesting. Like, you know, students have been writing essays with the written word for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years probably, but now here we are um, and people are being able to turn in audio as part of their schoolwork for like, you know, it's the, it, 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 the technology might've existed um, in the 1980s for students to make cassette tapes for their teachers, but the teachers certainly wouldn't um, have been as open most. And so it's, it's, it's interesting to me that now um, high school work can be audio, and I wonder, um, I wonder where that might be going. Um, as far as like, you know, y- your class is, you know, you're doing your podcast work as part of one class. I wonder if there's ever going to be more opportunities to turn in audio work um, as part of your learning. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, do you want to go, Grace? I mean. A lot of high schools are starting to have more art-related programs. Like, um, you know, artists express themselves through art. Musicians express themselves through music. And it's just right to have something like this for people like me who like to talk. This is my – it's not even a talent. It's just something that I do. I'm really comfortable talking. And I think that as somebody who uh, grew up kind of knowing what not – I grew up – really confused there we go um and i didn't really have a thing that i was good at and i'm obviously not good at this and i'm very new to this but i want to become good at this um and i think it's really really special that i found something like this so yeah okay well i will disagree with you that you're not good at it but that's i know that you're absolutely good at that you're entitled to your opinion (laughs) (laughs) yeah are you in any of your classes, have have you all received assignments to do podcasts and other classes in, in middle school or high school? I actually have. And um, for like history or for English, it's been like there's been options like do an art project for this or do a podcast or write an essay. Um, but also in middle school, I took this class called um, Media Technology. And in that we did work with... Um, podcast was a unit we did a unit with um graphic design all that kind of stuff and so i think that was kind of a gateway because the teacher would always talk about meeting mr joe bryan after school and talking about new stuff for that so i'm really grateful to that that i've been able to find this class opposite for me um whenever we would have assignments in like english it would be like you could write an essay, you could draw something, you could make a podcast. Podcast was never one of the options for me because I was like, oh, I hate my voice. I hate listening to my voice. Mm. That has changed. I love listening to my voice. Um, 
But I would always go for like the essay because I used to be kind of, well, I used to think I wasn't interested in like creative outlets. I was more like very much a STEM person and I still am in some ways. But nowadays I tend to be drawn towards more creative paths, um, like with projects these days. If given the choice between like writing an essay and drawing something, I'd probably draw something. I think it's a it's a great way to um, tap into that creative side. And it's kind of therapeutic um, just to get a chance, just you and like, I don't know, a microphone or a pencil. I think that's really special. And I do wish more classes had that sort of opportunity. Sophie, Lauren, Ava and Grace, thank you so much for talking to us about Rice and Shine and about your experience being brand new podcasters and radio show hosts and doing high school during a pandemic. It's been a real treat. Thanks so much. Yeah, we're so glad we could be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Today's episode of Radio Survivor was produced by Jennifer Waits. My name is Eric Klein. Radio Survivor is online at radiosurvivor.com where we have today's show notes for this episode as well as all 300 episodes of the program as well as uh, over 10 years worth of writing on radio, community radio, college radio, low power FM radio, transmission arts, the history of radio. You can subscribe to the podcast Radio Survivor wherever you get your podcasted radio programming, your time-shifted radio, your online listening. Radio Survivor is a listener and reader-supported enterprise. To find out more about how you can support the work, go to radiosurvivor.com slash support. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.